BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. It's your girl, Heather McMahon. Very excited to get into the voicemails this week. I am back in New York City doing the absolute fucking most. I am here doing press, doing all of it, doing Watch What Happens Live, took the man up to Barstool Sports. We are hitting the press ground and running. It's exciting, but it's a lot. It's a lot of work. You know, you go around, you do 15 podcasts, you're talking all fucking day, but it's it's fun. You know what I mean? I'm getting to run the gamut and see the folks across the city. Feels good to be back in New York City. I'll tell you what, it feels really good to be back. Trash everywhere. I'm excited to possibly run into the rat czar somewhere on the streets. If you don't know who the rat czar is, it is a kind woman that was hired by the city of New York, paid $155,000 for the year in order to murder all the rats. Now, murdering sounds intense, but if you've ever come face to face with a rat the size of, I don't know, a large golden retriever, then you know exactly how this works. It's terrifying. It's the worst. They need to go. Rats carry things like the plague, you know, eczema, things like that that are highly contagious and really not worth any of our times. So I am hoping that we see the rats are actually, let me type in and see if we have any information on this woman. Rats are NYC. Ooh, Kathleen Karate, hope I pronounced that Italian name right. It says, Kathleen has been appointed to oversee efforts to drive down New York City's burgeoning rat problem. One person who didn't get the job was Curtis Silwa, who suggested using feral cats to keep rats at bay. Wow. Okay, well, right right out of the gate, I would have gone with Team Curtis because I have been saying for a while that if they just released the Bodega Cats, we would have we would not have a rat problem. If you've ever been to anywhere in New York City, you know that Bodega Cats, and if you don't know what a Bodega is, it's just a corner deli. But a Bodega Cat, they really run the roost. And I I always find it jarring when people who are not from New York or have never lived in New York go into a deli or a bodega and then they just start screaming once they see a cute kitty cat because they realize they're like, what's what's this cat doing in this bodega? I'll tell you what, keeping the vermin out. So we stand a, a bodega cat. And I got to be honest with you, you know, it's it. I love New York and I and I never shit on New York in the sense that it's not one of the greatest cities in the world. It's just very frustrating to come back and see just piles of garbage everywhere. The vermin are ready to eat your toes. And it's just highly frustrating. Like, how did the city get this way? I am praying that the rats are, this Queen Kathleen, as we should call her, can come in and just really slay some fucking rat tail. You know what I mean? I mean, I just, I'm hoping that Kathleen goes out there and just really is, Bees of you today that she wants to be tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So good luck to Kathleen. Maybe bring Curtis on, who had a great suggestion of using feral cats to keep the rats at bay. But anyways, I say we roll up our sleeves and we got to get dirty with it because I want to see the greatest city in the world come back, you know, a little more friendly, a little more rat free, if you will. Anyways, though, we're here. We had Kazanori for lunch. We did a little sushi. We're going to get into the voicemails here in a bit, and we're just doing the most. So what are you guys up to? Hope everyone's having a blessed week. Hold on. I need a sip of something. Delicious. And that's what's going on. Well, look who just walked in with a bag of Swedish fish. If it isn't for none other than the one, the only, the Italian stallion, live from New York City, 
perfect timing, babe. We got to bring you on the podcast. Didn't even know you were going to grace us with your presence, but I guess you got back in early from taking a dump. How are you? How you doing? Oh, Big Daddy's here. How you doing? This is perfect. This is exactly what we needed for this episode. I was just going to answer a couple ring ping uh, little, uh, you know, voicemails, but I'd rather you be a part of it. So we're going to get into the voicemails here in a second, brought to you by Angie's Boom Chicka Pop. But in the meantime, Dave, how does it feel to be back in New York? It feels great to be back in New York City. You know, went to the bodega this morning, got my bacon, egg and cheese, just feel back in the flow in the saddle, in the pocket, as you like to say. Mm, in the pocket. There's nothing better. It's Polly Pocket. When sometimes things just fit, they just fit. He's got his Nike Air Force Ones on. He's got his flat brim hat. You know, it's just the sex appeal is alive and well when Jeff is bullshitting in the shitty. Something just really, you know, rings through my loins as I walk around these New York City streets. And, you know, I just feel the bullshit in the air. You can smell bullshit. it, you can taste it. And you're just you're just back in action. Now, would you say you learned the art of bullshitting working in construction sites or being a caddy growing up at the age of 15 in a caddy shack? Where do you think you learned the art of bullshitting? Oh, you have to be born into the art of bullshitting. Mm. You learned it at a, at a very young age. I'd like to say that I learned it from my family, but it was really uh, I can concur. It was really harnessed in the caddy shack because you will never meet, you know, more extravagant liars, mm. uh, storytellers. Yeah. Just cast of characters as you will in Caddyshack. Listen, there is nothing. Yeah, more, I'd say, not aggressive, but in a good way. Just more, more New York than seeing a bunch of guys sitting outside of a deli just literally lying to each other. That's all it is. Just y'all talk about nothing, everything, nothing, back to everything, back to like you may have come up with a cure for cancer, back to literally talking about fucking nothing, how is it that men are so talented at doing everything and nothing at the same time? We love a good story. And that's that's just what it's all about. It's about, you know, entertaining yourself, entertaining your friends, entertaining the people around you. It's it's kind of like being a comedian, except we're we just don't, don't get you dare. We don't get paid for it. <laughs> don't you dare. I know you don't get paid for it. Trust and believe Chase Bank knows that too. All right. Where did where did we go for dinner last night, babe? Where did we go? We went to Ruby Rosa. Ruby Rosa, that's right. Let me tell you, a big the tricolor pizza? I mean, you just, keep calling it tricolor. It's tie dye. Whatever. Let me tell you about this pizza at Ruby Rosa. Shout out to the owners of Ruby Rosa. Can I tell you, this is a perfect pie to me. Okay. I want you to envision this. Okay. It's got the tomato sauce, mozzarella. It has pesto. Makes your dick perk up. It, it, wait, I'm not done. And vodka sauce. So you're getting an every crisp bite. You're getting a little pomodoro, little vodka, little pesto, nice little chunk of cheese. It is so fucking delicious. And the reason it's called tie-dye is because it looks like tie-dye. Now, let me tell you something. Ruby Rosa, I don't know whose dick I have to suck over at that pizza palace, but they have the perfect thin crust pizza. How would you describe the texture of the Ruby Rosa thin crust pizza? For the life of me, there's the profession that is a pizzaiola is mm -hmm. something that is vastly undervalued in society because the world loves pizza, but only very few people know how to make it right. And the people that work at Ruby Rosa really know what the fuck they're doing. It's and almost like a matzo, though. It it's so blows crunchy. my mind because I, I think we're two fairly educated people. Debatable. Debatable. On my end. But uh -huh. I feel like we should figure out how to make pizza. And we've tried before. We've tried in our backyard. And you know what? We are absolutely fucking terrible at it. We're terrible. We've, we're not. We're we're worse than worse. We've tried. And shout out, big shout out to Soraya, Chef Soraya of Hen Mother Cookhouse in Johns Creek, Georgia. She sent us home with some dough that's in the freezer. But we're that's Neapolitan style. The shit they got cooking at Ruby Rose is crisp. It's crunchy. It's like you don't even feel really guilty eating it because it's so thin. It's like it's like a cracker, and that's what I like. I like crunch. I like a touch of flop, but I like crunch. If you thought I came all the way up to New York City and didn't bring my AG1, you're out of your damn mind. AG1 Athletic Greens is the freaking best. It's the only thing that keeps my rummy tum regular and me feeling like a million bucks. You want to know why? I swear to you, everybody, I know you see a lot of influencers taking this. I actually take it. I love AG1. My husband's addicted to it. My mom loves it. It's the way I run myself ragged. The only way I'm sitting upright is because I have Athletic Greens. What is Athletic Greens? Well, with one scoop in the morning into a little bit of water, you're getting 75, okay? You heard me, 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients of the highest quality, and it gives me a major benefits like gut and mood support, boosted energy, even healthier looking skin, hair, and nails. 
I love AG1. It's freaking great. And if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens right now is giving a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. All you got to do is do one scoop and a little bit of water in the morning, first thing, empty stomach, take it down. You're going to thank me later. I know there's a lot of things on the market out there, but I swear by my AG1, I take it with me everywhere. I do the little drops of the vitamin D with the K2. It is such a no-brainer. It is so good, and you're going to feel great with it. Again, all you got to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. Check them out now. You will thank me later. Athletic Greens. When I'm looking for a fun night out or even just a day with the girls or, hey, a date night with Jeff, you know, it's golf. It's not golf. It's top golf. I love Top Golf. It's a great way to get out with your friends. And they have something very exclusive right now. They are doing a half price Tuesday promotion. Okay. Here's the thing you know what? Even if you don't consider yourself a golfer, that's great. At Top Golf, everyone can play just like you did. All right. Everyone can play at any level. And what I love is if you go in for half price Tuesdays, you know, we did all the things that they had there. And it wasn't even half price Tuesday. Imagine if we came again and we could have played twice as much with half price Tuesday. We freaking love it. All right. They've got half price gameplay and they've got awesome food and bev. That's one of my favorite things about Top Golf. You go there and you don't even know how to play the sport. You can sit in where they're very cushy, comfortable little golf bays. You can order food and drink and have a great time. Have a great time with your friends. Obviously, obviously. Uh, um, I love it if it's half price Tuesday. Listen, it's golf. It's not golf. It's top golf. Pro tip, download the app and book ahead of time to come play around on half price Tuesday or any other day. We love it. And again, half price Tuesday promotion, all the full terms can be found at topgolf.com slash Tuesday. But listen, just go out and have a good time. If you want a place to have some really good food and beverage with your friends, to hit some balls, to sit around, to giggle with your friends, and just have a freaking blast, check out Top Golf. Again, it's golf. It's not golf. It's Top Golf. Pro tip, download the app and book ahead of time to come play around on half price Tuesday or any other day. But listen, enjoy half price Tuesday while you can. Love you mean it. Check it out at topgolf.com. The art of pizza making seems like it would be so simple. It's not. Very, it's not. It's deceptive. When we were in Italy, remember when... It really makes you feel like a dum-dum that you can't figure it out. Remember when uh, Christina and John Norris went and they took <laughs> our friends, shout out to the Norrises, built a pizza oven in their very fancy house in Texas and they went to Naples, Italy, took a Neapolitan-style cooking class to learn the art of dough making, and I called John afterwards. You go, I, he said, I have no fucking idea what they did. <laughs> like, it's so fucking hard. And our dream is to open a pizza place in the Turks and Caicos. It's part science, it's part God-given ability, and it's part work of art. Oh, well, Ruby Rose is crushing it. You know, there are just such incredible things being back in New York. You get the bagel, you get your bacon, egg, and cheese, salt, pepper, ketchup on an everything bagel every day. Although, I like mine scooped. You didn't scoop. So next tomorrow morning when you go get it, I like it a little crispier, a little scoop. Do you like the scoop because you're trying to save calories or because you can fit more things easier on the bagel with the scoop? You know, I don't even consider the calories saved with a scooped bagel. So it's more of a practical thing for you. Yeah. And can I be honest with you? Everything falls out of the bagel when it's not scooped. I like 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 how I like my pizza. I like a hard shell for the soft shit inside. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm a crunchy tacos kind of gal, but I just like it. If it's scooped, then everything can, like, fit in the crevices of the, the deep U-shape of the bagel. So you just don't want to look like a slob while you're eating it. That's, it has that's nothing to do with me not looking like a slob. It's just easier for me to eat. I just don't need that much dough. It's not doing anything for me. Like, the flavor of the bagel is what I'm going for. I'm going for the hard outer shell of deliciousness, the sesame, the asiago, and jalapeno, What you know, the, the cinnamon raisin with the schmear of cream cheese. I don't need all the bread. This is really, really concerning for me because we've had Why? this debate over cookies before, and you're not a crispy cookie girl. No, I think people who like crispy cookies should be lined up and shot in the street. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. That was harsh. It's a dramatic, no, that's a dramatic it's take. very dramatic. Especially considering that your husband <laughs> is somebody who loves a crispy cookie. Well, I sleep with one eye open, okay? I've been having a lot of night terrors recently. I love a Levain. I love a, it's so gooey and doughy and raw in the middle. You don't even know. If, but there's got to be a crisp. You want that like no. crunchy, crispy bite. No, nobody needs that, Jeff. I want the, the, the dough to be so raw you see a runny egg in the middle. That's what I want. I want my Sounds cookies. Sounds like salmonella to me. I, Jeff, 
coming from the guy who, when you make eggs in the morning, y'all, I need you to visualize this. This motherfucker makes eggs in the morning. And, you know, you have, you, you whisk two eggs in a bowl. He pours the bowl, the, the remnants from the bowl into the pan. Then he has a bowl sitting to his right side, right side of the stove. And you know what he does? He sticks his finger and scoops up as if it's fudgy brownie batter, which it's not. It's raw egg and you lick it with your finger. I don't want to fucking hear it. The first time I saw you do that, I, I screamed. Have you ever seen Rocky? Jeff. How do you think he got so strong? Jeff. Out of the two of us, I just want to, I just want, want to ask, who's pretty much healthy and who's pretty much sick all the time? The guy who eats the, the raw egg out of the out of the bowl or the woman who chastises him for it? Okay, but here's the thing. You just tried to shame me for eating raw cookie dough, but you're actually eating the raw raw. And now you're trying to gaslight me saying that I'm not in shape and I'm ill all the time. What way to tug on the heartstrings of somebody who's autoimmune? Wow. Do you guys see the kind of just absolute patriarchy bullshit that we have to deal with. Jeff over here gaslighting me about I'm my just, health problems. I'm just saying maybe there's a method to the madness. What are my recent health problems, Jeff? Please enlighten me because you have a lot of appointments on the books. I don't know. I mean, you know, you were just in the bathroom for 10 minutes. So. I've had diarrhea consistently for about 48 hours and I don't know what's going on there. I, I, I've tried some new probiotics. What did Jimmy's friend call it last night when we were at the bar? She called the Rhea. The, the adult, no, the adult name, the like, correct name for diarrhea is princess die oh princess die she said yeah princess die has shown up which i don't think that we should say princess die because to me that's not giving any respect to the people's princess you know what i mean i think you know your girl i like the phrase oof riri showed up to the party that means you got the diary okay oh so now we're just offending rihanna oh didn't even think about that please all my finty navy fans do not come for me you know, I I don't know. What do we say? I think I just say I doo-dooed my pants. <laughs> no. Straight into the point. Yeah. Listen, when you've been married as long as we have, you just know when your spouse has diarrhea. And that's it is what it is. But it's good to be back in New York. Jeff, how excited are you for the Rangers game tonight? I am very excited. As a native New Yorker, the Rangers are a very big part of my life. They are actually one of my first memories as a child. I love that. Core memory. How far back can you go in your childhood memories? Uh, 94, when the Rangers won the Stanley Cup. Just me and my dad sitting in my childhood home. I was shirtless. And uh, my dad and my dad's friend got a lot of amusement out of me just, you know, playing the bongos on my stomach watching the Rangers win the Stanley Cup. But that's the first memory you have as a child? Just about, yeah. That and getting dropped off for first grade. So What happened on that traumatic day? I bawled my eyes let's, out. Let's unpack that. I bawled my eyes out when my mom dropped me off at school that day. So those are those are the, those are the two core memories that really stick out as the earliest memories that I have. And why do you think you bawled your eyes out? Did you think she wasn't going to come back? Is it because she pushed you out of a moving vehicle? Wow, <laughs> we are just we are just projecting on me right now. Please tell tell me about your first day of school. I remember my first day of school. I was nervous too, and I think I may have cried on the way. And I remember my dad said, "Heather, it's like a business deal." Go in and find the first friendly face that you see. Stick your hand out. Shake their hand. Say, hello, my name is Heather McMahon. Would you like to be my friend? And that's how I met Annie. And I shook her hand. And if you ask Annie, we've been friends for 30, 30, 30 years. No, 31 years. We met when we were five. And that was it. Do you remember your first friend? No, I do not. But I, <laughs> I do remember feeling that, you know, it felt like a little bit like my mom didn't want to hang out with me anymore. And that's why she dropped me off at school. And now that I'm looking back on it and thinking of all our friends that have kids, it really is a little bit of that that goes on. You felt you were getting the feeling that she didn't want to hang out with you. Okay. Yes. And now you see that as people have kids, they need the four and a half hours. Yeah, they need to break. I mean, but mommy's for, day the, out. for the first five years, it's really just you and the kid. And then, you know, you need a break. I got to be honest with you. This mommy's day out. My girlfriends drop their kids off at 9 a.m. They pick them up at like 1145. That's not long enough. Mommy's day out needs to be seven to seven. And you and I both know it. OK, shout out to all the mommies out there who are acting like you get a mommy's day out. I mean, my girlfriends who drop their kids off and I know the kids are too young to be gone all day, but they're like, you know, you barely get a. Get, get a gel nail set. You barely get to get through the Starbucks drive through before you got to pick the little shits up again. I'm just saying it's a little bit of a tease, a little your, bit of a your tease. Your high is just starting to crescendo at Nordstrom exactly. Rack. And then, and then you got to go pick that fucker up. Then you got to pick the kids up. So you are you don't really remember much past the first grade? No. I mean, you and Tina have gotten on me a lot about my memory recently. And, you we know, are concerned. Say that I may have dementia, which, you know, 
may or may not be wrong. No, no, no. I never said that because that's a horrible thing to say. No, what I said is it's just odd to me that you don't like, but you don't dream, Jeff. And that's also weird. I don't. I th- I think that, you know, men block out a lot of our memories. I don't know what that's about it or says about us, but. Well, you just said. There's not, there's not much that I, I mean, yeah, seven years old is probably the the earliest that I remember. Okay, I remember the day that my mom taught me how to tie my shoe. I remember the day she taught me how to spell my name. Like, I have memories of being in the crib. Now, I wasn't baby baby, but I was, you know, I don't know how old you are when you could have a crib, maybe three. I remember my mom, like, picking me up out of the crib. Your memories are, like, four years earlier than mine. What does that mean? Is it, like, I know women mature at at a rapid pace past men but is that just because like guys are running around like tink tinking all day and then we're just dialed into our emotions like i remember the day my mom i had a pink blanket and the day that she changed the border on my pink blanket and she brought it in and put it in the crib and i hysterically cried hysterically cried for like seven hours because i was so depressed that my pink blanket had a new border but she said i had sucked the other one raw (laughs) She was afraid it was like unraveling and she was afraid that the silk border on my pink blanket, I was going to like choke on it. That's my first like real memory. I had a, what does that say? I had a similar memory, but it was, you know, you know that my father has a great 70s porn stash mm. that he's had his entire I life. I don't know where you're going with this. Okay. Anyway, very similar in the sense that he once shaved his mustache and really, yeah. really threw me for a loop and I lost my shit and didn't recognize who he was. Or that he was my father anymore. There's no worse feeling. And, you know, that was a traumatic experience for me growing up. Jeff, you did that on the day that we got legally married at the courthouse. And I showed you a photo. You showed up. You'd flown in from New York. And you got too close of a shave. And the entire day, I could not put my finger on what was wrong. And I go back. And I finally figured it out the other day. I showed you a photo. I said, oh, my God. The light bulb went off. Why I was so annoyed, weirded out, and just like felt uneasy that entire day. It wasn't about marrying you. But you still said I do. I did say I do, legally. But I did. I couldn't put my finger on it. I was like, why do you look like unwell? I, I, I asked you must maybe 15 times that day, like, do you have a fever? It was like peak COVID. I was like, do you not feel well? I couldn't put my finger on it. And when I look back at that photo, you had like, they had done like a one shave. That's like the lowest you can go, right? Yeah, it's that. Then, then below that is like the actual straight razor. Okay, they did a one shave on you, and you barely had a beard, and it threw me for a fucking loop. And what's ironic is that I love that photo of us. I'm glad you enjoy that. You know, when I want to have a nice night out, I want to drink something delicious and refreshing. I reach for that 21 Seeds, which is tequila. 21 Seeds is a one of a kind tequila infused with the juice of wait for it, real fruit juice, baby. It is smooth. It is not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. When I got sent a bottle of 21 Seeds, I was like, listen, I am freaking over the moon about this because it's fantastic. 21 Seeds is flavor done right. It is infused tequila that makes the most delicious and easy margaritas and cocktails so you can focus on the fun. You know what else I love about 21 Seeds? It's a female-founded company. Two sisters and one friend. We love when ladies are doing the most to have a great time. So check out 21 Seeds. You're going to love it. I promise you, you will find it so friggin' delicious. Try 21 Seeds infused tequila for an easy and delicious cocktails. Visit 21seeds, that's 21seeds.com to find 21 Seeds near you. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. You don't look like yourself to me at all. I I love you with the beard. And you know what? Women DM me all the time and they say, what about the neck beard? I think you look so handsome with it. I love you with the beard. Okay? Thank you. I love you with your beard too. Thank you. I do my Japanese razor and shave my facial hair all the time. Yeah, you and you and Amy Mallon Realtor doing the the geisha. Oh, the gua sha. That's Not the right. geisha, Jeff. The gua sha. The gua sha. Yes, I gua sha to try and help depuff my face from all the bullshit that we've been eating, okay? Yeah, you want to just make those the, those beard hairs just dormant. No, but actually a lot of women shave their entire faces because it's really good with exfoliation. So I get these Japanese razors off Amazon and I do a full face shave and it makes my skin baby smooth soft and is another level of a exfoliation. And when I go and get facials, I let them professionally dermaplane my face. Women have been doing it for years. I mean, yes, do I have a full mustache? If I let it go, could I look like a, you know, New York City cab driver from Queens? Of course I could. But I I, I shave that shit. I, I Japanese razor my eyebrows. 
That sounds like a lot of a lot of investing, you know, a lot of time. Can I be honest with you? It's not. It's total game saver, game changer. Because that way I don't have to go L- get waxed listen, all the time. Babe, whatever you're doing, it's working and you look fabulous and I love you. Thank you. Wow. Thank you for that positive affirmation. I can also tell that you're processing right now that you didn't know that I shaved my entire face. I did not. It's it's news. No, to I me. hide it. <laughs> There's a lot that you hide from me. <laughs> like what? I I don't know. You hide it from me. What have you ever wanted to ask me? You can ask me anything if you're ever like, how do you do this? When does that happen? I tell, I, you know what I love to do is I love to prank Jeff for all my listeners. Prank your spouses. And I say, oh, free bleeding. I always tell you I'm free bleeding. I'm not. But I like, I love waking up and be like, man, I'm just free bleeding today. Well, I mean, last year, last year we found out that I didn't know how a pad worked. So, And let's refresh there's, everybody. There's, there, there's a lot to learn, you know. Let's refre- your spouse can teach you a thing or two. Let's refresh everybody on how you thought a pad worked. Well, it's embarrassing to say now, but I literally thought that there was a adhesive on it that you just stuck to yourself. Stuck to what? Your nether regions. You can say vagina. That's it. It's empowering. You pussy. You pussy. So you thought that when you took off the lining of a pad, the sticky part stuck to yeah, your I actual thought, skin. Yeah, I thought it was like two-way tape. <laughs> and then how would how would the pad absorb any liquid if the sticky... Well, because it's stuck to you, so there's no there's no barrier. So if it's stuck to you... You know, it just kind of absorbs whatever. You are a very highly intelligent individual. And when you ask me, you're like, well, in my defense, though, people are aged. Uh, there's very few. I'd say the women that use pads are in the minority. Am I, am I correct in saying that? Am I wrong? I don't want to put my female listeners in a box because I don't like that because the patriarchy has done that. Too well, we've, we've already established that I'm the world's number one feminist. You so. are. You are. But no, I, I don't use a pad. I don't think a lot of women use pads. Now, you do know that after you have a baby, your period is like a five day hemorrhage. Oh, but, you know, going down to the Turks and Caicos with you girls for, you know, five days. Yeah. There's a lot of child rearing and child birthing stuff that opened my eyes, let's say. Let me tell you this right now. Jeff Daniels hung out with five women in the Turks and Caicos and you thrive. You love girl time. You act like you don't. You love it. I don't I don't pretend that I don't. Actually, you love it. You don't act. You don't. I said, you don't. I, what did I tell you? I said, I said, if anything ever happened to you, me, Olivia and Maria could live a very happy life. You really could. Now, was there anything being around that many women at the beach with the baby that you learned that was eye opening for you? Any insight? Did you hear anything? Candace describing her child birthing process was, uh-huh. was eye-opening. Because she had a quick birth. She had a quick birth. But was it really quick? Because she was in labor for multiple hours. No, see, this is it's different. There's pushing and there's laboring. Laboring is when your cervix starts to open up. That's when well, you no, become no, no, no. I, I know. She said she pushed pretty easily. And, and the baby, I think her exact words were popped out like a, what did what she use? Like, like, like a hot pocket. Yeah, like a hot pocket. Like just, she said the baby slipped out. The doctor wasn't even there. And she gave one push and her friend caught the baby. Yeah. Yes. But, so labor is not actually considered pushing. It's just. Yes. So let me finish. So the laboring is when your cervix is opening so you could labor for four days that's your body opening up and that's where you get the the cramps the contractions pushing rut row rut row people should not push usually and guys i've never had a baby so don't be mad at me but from the amount of friends that we've had that have had children i don't think you should push for more than like two hours i mean i usually usually people say they push for like 30 minutes but once you because the baby can get stuck without oxygen in the canal so laboring and pushing are two different things. You learn something new, babe. Every day. So when you ask somebody, how was your labor? They're like, I labored for 48 hours. How quickly did the baby come? And they're like, well, when I started pushing, it was like 20 minutes. It's two different things. Or sometimes they say, I couldn't. They had to give me a C-section because I couldn't get the baby out. I got it. You got it. But yeah. see, you were eye open. And you know what? Big shout out to all of our girlfriends that always keep Jeff in the know. And you know what? You're always good at absorbing things and being patient. And, and you know, you didn't know that a pad doesn't stick to your, your pussy. But now you know. And I just think that's a beautiful thing that now you're enlightened about it. I'm just out here spreading the word. You got to spread the word. And you got to let the guys know. You got to go into that clubhouse locker room and go, just make an announcement. Like get a giant speaker. I'm like, did you guys know pads don't stick to your pussy? And they, I get, I guarantee one guy named Jimbo. He'd be like, had no idea. Had no idea. I've learned something new. And isn't education a beautiful thing? It is a beautiful thing. And, you, and you know, let's just, let's talk about our Turks trip a little bit. Because okay. we did have a really good time down there. And I did enjoy being surrounded by all the girls. Mm-hmm. I always do. What was your favorite moment of our trip? You know, I always love a boat day. Shout out to the people at Keanu's boat chartering trip. I love a boat day, getting out. You know, 
whenever I get to turn my brain off, I like I've said, I go either full throttle, I'm on stage in glitter and sequins and spanks, shaking my tits for cash, or I'm in a medically induced coma in the bed. But there is something about going down there every couple months and just sitting on that sandbar, getting a stage five sunburn on the nape of the neck and being on an edible that really just takes me to a very calm place. Now, honey, I've talked about this privately, but I think we need to talk about it publicly. I have said recently, and you've been taking more edibles and drinking alcohol, right? Because you, you want to give a break to the booze a little bit. Yes. As our friend Mary once aptly put it, she said that edibles are the low calorie option to a new enlightening. Yes, you're right. You're right. You can be enlightened. You can have a moment. You can giggle and you're not drinking like 65 bottles of rosé. I also love that journey for us. But edibles have been taking away your personality a lot. And I think it's you just get very introspective. At one point, I'm at the front bow of the boat with six girls and I turn around and you were sitting near the captain, not saying a word, just slowly bouncing on the boat as the waves start hitting us. You didn't say a word for four and a half hours. I was just sitting off the back near the engine. And, you know, as the boat rocked up and down, I was just kind of like kicking the water. And, you know, I was in my own world. Kind of like a creeper. I fucking loved it. I, lo I love every single minute of it. It's kind of me, just me in my own world. And, you know, I don't realize that I've kind of withdrawn from everybody else. But <laughs> Jeff, you didn't say a word for six and a half hours to the point that Haley pulled me aside and said, is Jeff OK? Well, I told you the next day, I said, I really felt responsible for you all being burnt because I was looking at you out on the mm -hmm. sandbar and I said, you know, these girls are getting awfully fucking crispy and I should probably tell them about it. And then I forgot about it. And I didn't realize until the next day when you were all I didn't remember until you were all complaining about being burnt. And I go, oh, yeah, meant to tell you, bitches, either put on a shirt or put on sunscreen or get out of the sun. Or, because I did not. You did not know how to use hand up, hand up solely responsible for that. You did not know how to use the muscles in your mouth. And how to connect your brain, your voice box, and your esophagus in order to create words to let us know. Yeah, that was my bad. Also, you gave us sex gummies. And you know you did. I did not. Did not do deliberately. Okay, here's the thing, Jeff. Also, also you know what? I want to Google it because I want I want verification that Dos Caminos make sex gummies. Just because they look like they're shaped like lips does not mean that there is any sexual enhancement or anything going on with them. I literally bought three different of the Dos Caminos bands. By the way... Not a sponsored ad, but if you are looking for a edible that will put you in the right frame of mind, Dos Caminos is a excellent it's by, option. It's, no, it's by Kiva. Oh, the, uh, what is it? One of them is called the Camino? Camino gummies. Okay, let's look at the different kind. Yes, you can get the chill wild berry, sleep, uplifting pineapple. Uplifting pineapple is great. You can do the Excite Wild Cherry, which is what you gave us. Excite Wild Cherry, yeah, that was one of them. So it was cherry, pineapple, and what was the other flavor? Because I got three different ones. Bliss Watermelon? Bliss, Bliss Watermelon. So it was watermelon, cherry, and pineapple. Highly recommend the pineapple. Okay, this is it. Pineapple habanero. Spicy. Wait, hold on. Is this the one? No, no, no. This isn't it. You, They had lips on it. I got to find out which one it is. And it's literally to make you horny. I think this is just a narrative that you all created to no, try and you no, know, it was, feel bad. Jeff, you gave me... Oh, was it this one? I got to find it. Anyways, this is it. It's the Bliss one. It was a Bliss Watermelon. Find yourself on a blissful beach and let sativa and indica-like turpins, indica-like turpins? What is that? Along with flavors of juicy watermelon and tart citrus take you to your happy place. Don't ask me how marijuana works. Just know that it works. I don't know what this word is. Anyways, it's sex. And you gave me a sex gummy along with my friends. You're you were welcome. Okay. You're welcome. And now I have a sunburn. And now it is the back of my skin is flaking off because it's burned in the exact spot like if I reach my hand above my head I can't touch it and if I reach it down and below I can't touch it so I'm crispy in places I didn't know I could be crispy yeah it's you know I'm also struggling with the recovery from the sun I am as crazy as it sounds I do not wear sunscreen it is something that I kind of pride myself on because I call myself golden cookie when the I get tan cookie. but I did get a little crispy myself while we were out on the boat and my shoulders are starting to get a little itchy so. For once, Jeff, and you know what was really insane to me? So we're laying in bed one night and you, again, golden, crispy, cookie brown. But you, I could already tell that you're starting to flake, get a little ashy. And I said, honey, why didn't you put on lotion? This tan will last you nine months if you lotion. And your direct quote was what, Jeff? You can always get it back. 
No, you said, I don't like lotion because I don't oh, like how oh, it yeah. feels in yeah. my finger. Men and women view lotion very differently. Men use lotion for uh, predominantly sexual, sexual activities. <laughs> other than that, we don't really apply lotion anywhere other to our body other than our penises. For the simple fact, me personally, that I don't like how the lotion tends to get stuck in the crevices between my fingers. It's a awkward kind of feeling. And yes, I know you say you can just wash it off, but it's still an awkward experience that I don't want to. It's an awkward experience, but it's not awkward when it's squirting, squishing through your hands like that viral video of that man who put a bunch of butter in a crock and then stuck his foot in it and all the butter squirted out. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, it's a visual. Anyways, you can just take a towel and wipe, literally take the towel and wipe in between your fingers. Yeah, but there's a couple seconds there in between where it's like, ooh. You can, you you know what you can do? You can spread your fingers as wide as you can and like put it on your leg. I don't waste lotion. The fact that you're willing to put a handful of lotion around your penis, but to, in order for your legs not to fall off from scaly skin, it makes you, it, you don't like the feeling on your fingers is honestly another reason why I am surprised women don't run the world. What? It's just personal preference. I don't know. I mean, my dick feels like the bottom of a baby, a rock hard bottom of a baby. Don't, don't say, Jeff, Jeff, do not say that. I know what you're trying to say, a baby's bottom, that it's smooth, but never say in the same sentence, my dick feels like the bottom of a baby. <laughs> no, I know what you were trying to say. Bad analogy. My penis feels like a cashmere sweater. What are other things that are soft? My penis feels like a duvet that's, cover. That's all oh, the cashmere sweater is so good. I'm gonna have to remember that. Yeah, say you got a cashmere dick. You never cashmere dick. That's gonna be your new nickname. Rich, rich dick, cashmere, cashmere, cashmere dick. Insane. I know where you were going, but thank God I corrected you because I can just see TMZ pulling that headline. You creep. My God. Okay, here's the deal. We are going to go to the Rangers game. We got to go to the game right now. All right. And I don't know if you know this, but um, we're going courtside, ice rink side, and we're going VIP. That cashmere dick is just getting hard, hard. So we're going to take a quick pause. We're going to finish this when we get back from the Rangers game, because I feel like the plethora of material that we're going to have from the Rangers game is going to be out of control. Do a little Rangers post win uh, analysis. Absolutely. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back after the Rangers game with more live from the garden with the one and only the Italian stallion, Jeff Daniels. And we're back from the Rangers game. Man, this is going to be a fun episode. Uh, even though we just gave you, you know, half an hour of just absolute pure content. You had a brief intermission. And now we are back for the post-Rangers game wrap-up. We went to MSG in, I would say, VIP style. And I am ready to spill the tea of who we hung out with, who we saw, who we said hi to, who smelled good. That was wild. Jeff, what was... First of all, what's it like being married to somebody like me who just really lets you fulfill all your childhood young boy fantasies the fringe benefits of being your husband are absolutely unbelievable from start to finish we got to go in the vip side of madison square garden and i'll tell you what you know we are in this vip room with i'm just gonna name drop michael j fox leave shriver who else the iconic go to sleep Kelly Ben Simone from the Real Housewives of New York. If you don't think I cornered Kelly Ben Simone as quickly as I could to just smell her hair and and see that firm ass, you are out of your mind. Of course I did. Who else was in there? A bunch of other people. We met the Rangers legend Adam Graves. Oh, what a guy. God. What a guy. What, what a guy. What a guy. You know what I mean? Just absolutely incredible. We met, you know, the namesake of our dog, James Gandolfini's son, Michael Gandolfini. I went up to him. I made it very weird. I said, I don't want to make it weird, but we named our dog after your family name. Big fans, like, rest in peace. We loved your late father. And he looked at me like, thank you. It got awkward. I didn't want to make it awkward, but we did make it awkward. I just got to say, babe, you know, it's being in New York is kind of full circle because it's where, you know, your career started in mm -hmm. a dingy, dungy, Chelsea basement performing for about five people at a time. Yeah. Now that we've got a taste of the good life, we can never go back. 
No. And, you know, you made a really good observation on the way back. You know, back in the day, you said when we were broke as a joke and, and we're trying to go to Madison Square Garden and didn't have two pennies to rub together to get tickets. We couldn't have got them. We had to pay full price. And now you made a good observation. What was it, babe? When you make it, that's when all the all, all the good free shit starts rolling in. Truly. I mean, the seats, guys, we at one point, one of the Rangers players was pissed. He squirted his water bottle. And I'm not even kidding you. It hit me in the face. I was in the splash zone. Was I not? You Like you were at SeaWorld. Yeah, at SeaWorld. It was like we were second row. I was also sitting next to a Pitch Perfect star, Skylar Austin. And I got to be honest with you. I was trying to chit-chat with this girlfriend. She went and got a full bowl of candy. She had Twizzlers, all sorts of shit. So I'm sitting there like, at one point, <laughs> I was trying to make small talk. I turned to her and I go, this DJ is awesome. No conversation. Skylar, they wanted nothing to do with us. But once we made it on the Jumbotron, it was interesting how all of a sudden everybody perked up. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I wanted nothing to do with the way the Rangers came out and played tonight. Mm -hmm. um, to say the least, they came out flat, and it was a disappointing game. But you mm -hmm. know what? We will be back Thursday night in Newark, New Jersey. We will be whoop, back. Whoop the devil's ass. Uh -huh. But, uh, you know, what an experience. You know, it was a pleasure to meet Freya, our new MSG family. Oh, my you know? God. The people at the MSG How Hospitality. Lovely. The MSG Hospitality was next level. I'll tell you what. It was next fucking level. And to be sitting there in the splash zone behind Jeff's favorite sports team of all time. I just felt like it was a real full circle, beautiful moment. And I'm glad we had that together. Even though they didn't win, it was so iconic. And I'm telling you, there is something about sitting in Madison Square Garden. And we went in early before like anybody else was in there and the lights were low. And then the, we got to see the team warm up and they're playing the music. And you just like, I got goosebumps. Where you been, bitch? Where you been, beach? We should have been there more often. I told you, MSG is a magical place. And then you look up and they've got banners hanging and it says like Billy Joel's performed here like 140 fucking times and it shows everybody who's performed there and it's just a cool fucking feeling. And as a former person who used to live in New York, a former New Yorker, and as married- We'll, we'll accept you. You married a New Yorker, so you, you def if so facto, you are a New Yorker. I know, and I lived in New York on and off for years. So listen, I paid my dues. I paid taxes in New York. I did the damn thing. What was that infamous Instagram DM that we got once? It said, you know, you abandoned New York City. I go, uh, bitch, your profile says you're from Cincinnati. Where where were you on 9-11 or Superstorm Sandy? Okay, you are still bitter about that. Yeah. A woman, when we left New York during the pandemic and we went down to Atlanta to get out of our apartment, this woman was like, you abandoned the city, you piece of shit. Fuck you, da, da 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 And Jeff's like, you live in Cincinnati. What are you talking about? Also, shout out to Cincinnati, one of my favorite cities to do comedy in, period, ever. The people of Cincinnati know that I love them. But this woman was so upset. And Jeff, you still brought that up. That was four years you, ago. I, you know, it resonates with me, but you had the best response. You go, I'm not the fucking mayor. I'm not the mayor. I am a person who used to pay taxes in New York who can show up and bitch about the garbage and the rats. But I can also take a minute and sit next to B-list celebrities and be in the splash zone at MSG and have the best fucking time of my life and be able to say there's nothing better than going to the Bowery Hotel after a game at Madison Square Garden, getting a burger, splitting a pizza, having a glass of wine with the love of my life that I met at a gay bar in Hell's Kitchen, New York, and know that, you know what? It's amore. That's a beautiful moment. And how about our little after-dinner surprise with our four-legged friend on the streets of New York? So back to the rat czar. If the rat czar hears this, I almost got attacked. There was a critter that almost touched my Nike dunks, and I screamed. I can't vouch for this. You know, It, it was could, huge, It Jeff. could have been a figment of your imagination. No, Jeff, you, you were all, looking you down have, at you your have phone. A lot, you have a lot of scar tissue, so it could have been you know, totally made up, but I'll take your word for it. Jeff, it's not. It's not. The rat was going from one trash bag going across First Avenue. I'm not dealing with it. Okay? This rat's art needs to get down to the Lower East Side and start here because it's a fucking disaster. All I've got to say is that a New York City rat is nothing compared to a Georgia field mouse. <laughs> no. If you are... AKA... A rat with it with an attitude problem. No. Okay. If you're new, if you've never listened to this podcast before, mid peak pandemic, Jeff's outside in the yard and he comes screaming. He's like, babe, you got to see this. What the fuck is this? And I said, I don't know, Jeff. What are you pointing at? He goes, it looks like a field mouse with an attitude. And I look out into our yard and it's a mole. And if you've ever seen a mole, moles have kind of like absolutely terrifying to look at. Well, Jeff, they have very flat faces. They kind of look like a miniature platypus. 
Wouldn't you agree? Uh, a blind fucking platypus, yeah. <laughs> and I'm literally looking at Jeff going, what? And you, you were screaming. You were on top of the lawn furniture, losing your shit. And I said, babe, that's a, that's a mole. I don't know what the fuck that is. It looks it- like that rat took a turnover near the power plant that Brittany <laughs> and Amber talk about out in Augusta. It did It did get in, in touch with some radiation and some hardcore chemicals. Yeah, moles are weird to look at. But the fact that you just willy-nilly walk through the streets of New York, you're not upset about the rats is the bigger problem. They hired a fucking rat czar. Jeff, there is a woman named Kathleen getting paid $155,000 a year to fix a problem, and you're like, oh, whatever. Me and the rats are Gucci. They never bothered me. Bitch, wait till they touch one of your Air Force Ones, and you will be screaming. Then it's on and popping. Either way, though, magical night. You know what I mean? It feels good to be back in New York. It's a magical fucking night. And actually, you know what? I think there was one voicemail that came in that I think this is a great way to, you know, impart just a New York City moment. We had a lovely caller call in, and I think let's play this voicemail, and we can both give this woman some great advice. Boom, boom, boom. Chicken pop. Flavor. We bring the boom. We bring the boom. Bring in the flavor. Bring in the beat. Bring in the salty. Bring in the sweet. Boom, boom, boom. Chicken pop. Mm-hmm. We bring that. Boom, boom, boom. Chicken pop. This special voicemail segment is brought to you by Angie's Boom Chicka Pop. Angie's Boom Chicka Pop popcorn brings you a boom of bold, craveable flavor that you can enjoy at any time on any occasion. Angie's Boom Chicka Pop is perfect for when you want a bold snack with a boom of flavor while unwinding at the end of the day. Listen, I love Angie's Boom Chicka Pop because it's freaking delicious. You can crush your salty and sweet craving. I love the white cheddar popcorn, the kettle corn, the sweet and salty. It's all so freaking good. Also, what I love about it is half the bags have 40 calories per serving guiltless like I just love that I love that I'm having something delicious with the sweet the salty it's hitting all those notes those craveable flavors it's freaking light it's light delectable you're doing the most when you're having some Angie's boom chicka pop I did one of their first commercials I love the company I think they're run by wonderful people you too can try Angie's boom chicka pop for yourself by visiting www.boomchickapop.com again that's www.boomchickapop.com Thanks, Angie. We love you. Boom, boom, boom. Chicka pop. We bringing that. Boom, boom, boom. Chicka pop. Hi, Heather. It's your girl, Christy. Longtime listener, first time caller. Thank you for all the giggles. I'm calling you with an absolutely yes. I just got a job in New York City, so I will be moving in a couple weeks from Charleston to New York City. I just wanted to call you and get your advice on how to hack it, how to have fun, how to stay safe. So any advice that you can give on living in the big city, I would love. I can't wait to see you at Radio City Music Hall in a couple months. Thanks. Bye. Christy, first and foremost, welcome to the Big Apple. We are so excited you're coming here. And as two people who fled New York City but did, again, spend top tax dollar, we were talking about it tonight. And Christy, you know, obviously, for shits and giggles, I'm going to bitch and complain about shit in New York. But we were having a nostalgic moment, walking home from Madison Square Garden, holding hands, and I said, you know what? When we lived here in 2019, for that like year and a half that we lived together. When my career was just starting, you were finally starting to make money. And we had the most, that was like the best year of my life. It was like, I remember sitting in our apartment, getting that phone call that I was going to do my first tour. And I remember looking at you being like, babe, this is fucking happening. And we had such like, you know, we were just getting our, getting started. And I remember our apartment was always fucking hot and sweaty because it's regulated by like whatever. If, if grandma was cold in, you know, on the first floor, they had the fucking heat on in June and we would sweat in that apartment. But it was such a magical time of our life of just like that excitement, that excitement that New York gives you where you're like, there's opportunity and things are going to happen. Do you remember that, babe? I do. And Christy is so sweet. Sweet Christy. Sweet Christy. The the excitement in your voice Mm -hmm. is, you know, you just (sighs) get it right. You, You get it and you notice it and you understand it right away. Yeah. And Hold on to that because Please New do. York City will challenge you <laughs> every single day. If you New York City wakes up with you in the morning and says, mm-hmm. "Bitch, 
I'm going to find a way to beat you down today. I'm going to physically put you in a chokehold of emotion, of financial instability. But you know what? You're going to find yourself at a bar by yourself at 2 a.m. The truest statement in the world is mm-hmm. if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. And that's not hyperbole. Yeah. That's not people, you know, making shit up. That is the truest statement in the world because every single day, New York City will challenge you. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is the most magical place in the world. And that's why people continue to inhabit it with mm-hmm. all the bullshit that goes on every rats. single day. Mm-hmm. But you will love it. You will have the time of your life. But just be prepared to bring your boxing gloves with you from mm-hmm. Charleston because every day you're going to be fighting this fucking place. My top three bits of advice. Don't wear open toe shoes in the summer because that's when the rats will get you. I mean, you'll lose a fucking pinky before you know it. I would also say work smarter, not harder. If you can, when we lived here, there. I mean, Instacart wasn't really a thing. If you can get your shit delivered, get it delivered. Don't schlep. Okay, you're going to be schlepping in the city. The show shouldn't have been called Sex in the City. It should have been called schlepping in the city. In the summer, taking the subway, the MTA will be on their fuckboy shit. So (laughs) be prepared to be standing down in that stuffy subway station for 30 fucking minutes waiting for a train as you're running late to wherever you're going and you Mm -hmm. sweat through everything you're wearing and you're wondering whether or not you should continue the journey or go back to your apartment and change clothes. The best thing I think I've ever heard come out of my husband's mouth is MTA will be on their fuckboy shit. That is 100% the best way to describe it. Christy, I also just suggest, like, if you can stay above ground, do it as much as possible. I will say, you know, you made a safety comment. The MTA, the subway system, has gotten a little dangerous. Last time Jeff was on it, a man had a knife. So I will say, travel in packs, if you need to take it for work, just be aware. Be socially aware. Another bit of advice Really, New York, you got to cheat the system. You got to work smarter, not harder. You got to scam it. You got to scam it. Or it it will scam you. You got to scam it or it will scam you. And a part of that scamming is go down, meet the guys that work at your local bodega, your local coffee shop. Become friends with them. Nobody will look out for you like your local bodega guys. Listen, I had a hairy situation when I lived up in Hell's Kitchen. I had never been followed home before. But in New York, they have scaffolding. And my entire block was covered in scaffolding because they were fixing the school that was on my block. And I got into the scaffolding and it wasn't like you could like zigzag out of it. And a guy was behind me and I could and I tried to get out of the scaffolding and he he was coming up on me quickly. So I just take off. okay, through this like tunnel of scaffolding. I run to my bodega. It's like 11 p.m. at night. I had just gotten done bartending. I run to my bodega and I tell the guys, I go, there's somebody following me. When I say there were four Lebanese men outside with a baseball bat and the bodega cat was ready to fucking fight, they chased this guy down 10th Avenue and they said, you're going to stay here until Christina I called Christina because we had a balcony on our apartment. I came outside and they were like, we're going to walk you to your door and make sure that Christina like sees you come up. And then Christina let the guys know once I was up. That's fucking loyalty. That's who has your back. Become friends with the people who are running the flower shop by you, the fucking bodega. Let the guys know I'm single. I'm ready to mingle. They will ask you to be their wives. But you just say, have my back. Because had I not run to my bodega when I had somebody following me, I don't know if I'd be here to tell the story. And when I say that bodega cat was like, put them up, pussy cat. And they came out with the bat. And then they also sent me home with the bacon, egg and cheese to at 2 a.m. Or 11 a.m., 11 p.m. You know what I mean? Like, you just know the people in your neighborhood. Because as scary and as big as the, as the city can be, it's also, once you know your local people on your block, it's very warming, warm and welcoming. Would you agree, Jeff? Yes, there is a camaraderie of New Yorkers when you're, you're living here and you're all struggling and dealing with the bullshit, mm-hmm. and, you know, all searching for those fleeting magical moments that you experience that keep you living here. And then you also might be walking up Fifth Avenue one day, as I was doing, and somebody just screams, you lesbians ruined the world. And I said, sir, I love that you think that wearing my Nike dunks gives me lesbian swag. I am technically heterosexual, but why? Why do you think that lesbians ruin the world? And a homeless man with his dick hanging out of his shorts was just screaming at me, you lesbians ruin the world. So just know that when the highs are high, the highs are high. And when the lows are low, they're so, so low. You will have feces thrown at you by a man who said lesbians are ruining the world. And it just I think it's like when you go through something traumatic in life. How do you go through an emotionally traumatic moment? You just enjoy the joyful moments even more. Your scar tissue will make you a lot stronger of a person. Scar tissue, babe. That's a man. If we were going to write a folk song right now, we'd write a song about 
leaving Madison Square Garden. Got the scar tissue of the city weighing me down, but I'm going to bed. I get up the next day, go to my bodega. All right, let's let's <laughs> leave it to Logan to do the crooning. Shout out to Logan Crosby. But yeah, I wasn't done. I was getting to the bridge, and you you yeah, abruptly yeah, yeah. cut we're, me we're off. Gonna, we're going to stay in our lane and leave it to the country professionals. The scar tissue of the city beats me down and builds me up again. That's what I was trying to get to, and you didn't let me. I was on a musical, emotional journey. Scar tissue of the city. Is that your audition to open for Logan on the Road? Yeah, Logan Crosby. Give me a buzz. I would love to start writing country music. But I think that is great advice. That's great advice, right? Like, just be prepared. Absolutely. Be, be You know, keep one eye open, because mm-hmm. you're going to need to in this city. Mm-hmm. And just know that it's all worth it. And know that if you're moving up, you definitely need to check with your doorman or your landlord if it's a walk-up, whether or not your furniture can fit. Because there's also a guy- Oh, absolutely. So depending on what building you move into, your elevator may be old as- Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. Elaine and stretch old. old fucking elevators do not fit modern furniture. No, so you got to call a guy, okay? He's Eastern European. His name's the Couch Doctor. He will disassemble your furniture for you to mm-hmm. fit it in the elevator. But he is also he will bring on it up Angel to your apartment. Dust. He will be on Angel Dust. <laughs> but that motherfucker will disassemble your furniture, put yeah. it in the elevator, bring it up, and then reassemble it in your apartment. It'll take 25 minutes. You won't know how he did it. He'll be sweating and chewing on his tongue. You'll ask him how much it costs, and he'll sit there and talk to himself for about five minutes, coming up with the mythical price that he thinks that you will pay him. And I will tell you how much it's going to cost. $800 flat every time. Every time. Doesn't matter, though, if you have five couches or one couch. Every time it was $800. And honestly, you're going to pay it because you're going to be like, I'm not returning this fucking thing. There's mm-hmm. zero chance in hell. Thank you for doing this for me. If you need to get rid of something in New York City, it's not like you can drive to like the back of a Target and throw something in their dumpster. It's it's do or die. You're throwing couches out windows. You're like, look out below. You're calling the rats. You, you're like, listen, guys, you go over to a bag of trash. You go, listen, Ratatouille's, come here. I'll pay $45 each. Two slices of za. If you'll come up here, and move this couch down. Next thing you know, you got three hundred rats in your apartment disassembling a couch. You're gonna have to pay. You got to pay to play in New Listen, York. Listen, the three people you need to make immediate friends with. Yeah, we've gone over them already. One of them already. Your bodega. Your guys. bodega guy. Yeah. The super in your building. Yeah. Need to get him on your Christmas card list. Give yeah. him a little Christmas bonus. Slide him a little, a little, little cash. Little titty pick. Little cash. Or on Christmas time, you know, say thank you for your service. Mm -hmm. Become friends with him. He will be your best friend. And at the same time, your local neighborhood rats, you will want to get on your side as well. Yeah, definitely. And if there's any kind of street gangs, I don't know if, you know, the Bloods, the Crips, the Latin Kings, you know, the Mafioso. Like, I, I also, if there's anybody in your neighborhood that's in a gang, just be nice to them as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. If there's, if there's anything on your block that says social club. Yeah. Just just know that, you know, you should walk in there and maybe say hi to those people because they'll look Mm -hmm. out for you. When I lived in Los Angeles, I lived literally directly across the street from the head of the Armenian mob. And they used to hold a parking spot for me every day. Did I show a little leg? Sure. And there was an old Armenian guy. Play the game. You got to play the game. There's an old Armenian guy who would sit in a lawn chair at the end of the driveway of this house. And my apartment was across the street. We didn't say many words. I don't think he spoke English, but we would just kind of like. He would hold a spot for me with the cone and I just would show him a little cooch and, you know, go about my day. And he was lovely. He was lovely. You know, did you know this? Yes, I did. Yeah, that was a great apartment. But that's Los Angeles. Regardless, join a gang, be friends, friends with the rats, blow your super and hang out and watch out for the MTA on their fuckboy shit. Watch out for the MTA on their fuckboy shit. And remember, be nice to the guys at the bodega. Really, as long as you have those five things under your belt, I think you're good. And also, I'll say this. Take advantage of the stuff that New York City has to offer. Go to Madison Square Garden. You know, go to a fucking Giants game. Go do shit. Go do shit. Close down a bar at 6 a.m. Dude, if you're not, if you're not leaving. Preferably Whiskey Town on East 4th. I thought it was 3rd. I don't remember. I don't remember. Exactly. We, but anyway, we never left there sober. Whiskey Town, yeah, the best, the best dive bar in New York City. Yeah, and then across from Whiskey Town is this Ukrainian place, Valensky. Yes, yes, where Jeff had to have someone help him. He was so drunk, he had to have somebody help him pull his dick out of his pants so he could pee. Those were the days. Great birthday, twenty eight. Oh my God, those were the freaking days. No, that wasn't twenty eight, Jeff. That was twenty three. 
Time flies when you're having fun. Time flies when you're in New York City. Babe, if you were going to run for mayor, what would be the two things that you'd tell the people in New York you'd fix for them? Two things. Two things. Jesus, you're really putting me on the spot here. Two things I would fix in New York City. Get rid of all the fucking bike lanes. Oh. Oh, my God. Got to go. People get really entitled on a bike in New York City. They want to use the sidewalk. They want to use the bike lane. They want to go opposite traffic. They don't want to pay attention to the stop signs or lights or anything. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm out with the attitudes of bikers. Okay, all right. The bike the bike crew got to go. But I thought the whole reason again the bike crew was that was that it would it would slow up traffic. We're not getting into the environment impact and all that shit. (laughs) I'm tired of the attitudes of the bikers. They got to fucking go. So you just said I don't care about the environment. Fuck. You want more cars in the city? No, I don't want more cars. I just just don't want bikes. People are going to have to start hoofing it. Okay, you got to start hoofing it. All right. So on your platform of running for mayor of New York, it's this, start hoofing it. This, this country, the diabetes rate is going through the roof. <laughs> We're going to change that in New York City. People are going to start hoofing it everywhere. I like that. My name's Jeff Daniels. And guess what? Hey, fat assholes, start hoofing it. Yeah. I like take, that. Take your attitudes and then lace up your Nikes. Start walking. Yeah. And then what, what would be the second thing? Uh, what is the second thing that I would do? Um. Hmm. Oh, we would prosecute everybody that jumps the turnstile on the subway. Oh my god. Oh yeah. It Why? is because it's not fair that people just skirt the system while other people pay for it. There's got to be a balance there. God, I just feel like next thing you know, you're gonna put on a MAGA hat. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say I. Oh, and we 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 suspend opposite side parking. I mean, that's for the fucking birds. Okay. If you I, if you find a spot in New York City, mm-hmm. you know well, you get to stay there. Yeah, you get to stay there. You fe- literally found a needle in a haystack. But explain what opposite side parking is, Jeff. People don't. Uh, know they that. do it to clean the streets. So you have to move your car so they can clean the side of the street that you were parked on, and then everybody jockeys for position and tries to get back in the original spot. It's a real pain in the dick. Real pain in the dick. I would run on if it's a dollar slice, it's a dollar slice, period, okay? It's like rent control. It's rent stabilized, the pizza stabilized. You're not asking me for a dollar fifty, not a dollar seventy-five. It ninety-nine cent slice is now a dollar fifty, and I'm upset about it, okay? Used to be able after a game, after you go start the Knicks play, you come out, you get a ninety-nine cent slice, a diet coke, bada bing, a dollar twenty-five. The cost of pizza is too damn high. It's too damn high. The rent's too damn high, and the cost of pizza is too damn high. I would run on that, and then I would single-handedly take down the city of rats. I would. I would do it. You know what it is? Waging a war against these rats. No, can I be honest with you? Can I be honest with you? I'm not even mad at the rats. It would be the trash, the sanitation. I would fix the garbage. Because if if the sanitation was fixed, if the garbage wasn't just thrown out on the streets... It's. I feel bad for the rats. Of course, they're going to go for whatever's in the trash. Well, you know, it's not their fault. It's like we've enabled them. You'd have to hire more sanitation workers, and unfortunately, they probably can't do that because they fucked up the pensions of the guys that they can't pay out from decades ago. So, pensions have never made sense. New York City really in a conundrum. Okay, well, we can't bring Giuliani back because he went fucking crazy. <laughs> Rutrow. Rutrow. So I don't know what to do, guys. All I know is you got listen. All I got to tell you is, Christie was it Christie? I think it was Christie. He's the governor of New Jersey. So where are no, you no, going no, with no, this? No, 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 no. I'm saying the girl who called in. Oh, <laughs> our friend that we're giving. You said Giuliani. You said Christie. No. Uh, I didn't know where you're no, going. But with that. remember when Giuliani? This is before Giuliani went fucking nuts. Anybody who knows New York politics knows that when Giuliani was mayor back in the day, like the city was on the up, okay? Then he started spray tanning with Trump at Mar-a-Lago and went cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Now, I'm not saying he was a perfect guy back then, but you remember old New York Giuliani? That was like a prime time, was it not? Yeah, that guy was, you know, he was he was national. He was national. And then, unfortunately, like everybody, they went a little cook-cook. You know what I mean? They went a little cook-cook. What I was saying is Christy, our friend who called in, not Chris Christie, <laughs> Chris Christie, he was such a fucking clown in Jersey. Yeah, I forgot New about Jersey. What did Chris Christie New get? New Jersey knows a thing or two about trash. Oh, forgot about it. Okay, Jeff's about to start talking shit. I'm up to get, you know, I have a show in Red Bank, New Jersey coming up and it's sold very well. And I really like the people in New Jersey, but I know you have beef with Jersey. Listen, some of my best friends are from New Jersey. I love New Jersey. I just love sh- giving shit to New Jersey. Only second to Philadelphia. Philadelphia is, is number one on my list. Jersey, a close second. Philadelphia, another city that I absolutely love and sell out every time. Do not fuck with my sales, Jeff. But why do you hate Philly? 
I mean, I'm a New Yorker. We're just oil and water. But why? Because the sports? But why? The sports, babe. The, the sports. sports. Okay. Chrissy, what I was trying to say is at the end of the day, you're going to thrive here. And we're excited. I want you to hear the joy in our voices. We're on a high. Even though it's the end of the day, I've been doing press all day. It's been a long fucking day. The high of leaving even a losing game at Madison Square Garden. The heartbeat of the city. Sitting next to celebrities who, you know, are making way more money than you. But I still am sitting there and I'm on the Jumbotron and I go, you know what? Started here, moved here. The day I left Ole Miss, I moved to New York City. Across the street from the garden, no less. Across the street from Madison Square Garden. Across on 33rd and 8th was my first apartment. The Olivia, shut up. The Olivia. And now I'm going into the VIP entrance across from my old front door. Full circle, babe. Full circle. And you know what, Christy? You're going to have the time of your life here. And don't let this city beat you down when you get low. Go to go to Central Park. Get a sandwich. Sit on the edge. Look at the strawberry fields, which is the, the big field in Central Park. Get a little sunshine on your face. Hug a stranger. And if that mean homeless man on Fifth Avenue tells you, lesbians are ruining everything, just kindly give him a dollar and say, you know what, sir? We're doing the best we can. And that's a beautiful thing. Listen, New York, thanks for having me this week. I love you. Also, when this episode comes out, I will have been on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. One of the highlights of my career. I've been waiting for this day. I will be live in the studio. So hopefully, if you didn't check it when it was live on Tuesday, go back and watch it on Bravo, I guess, dot com. And I will give you a full rundown next week about all of the inside tea of being in the clubhouse. Either way, y'all, thanks for letting me go down Nostalgia Lane and thanks for my honey for being here. And remember, what did you say? Don't let those MTA fuck boys fuck with you. Yeah. I love that. Scar tissue on my heart. New York City. Again, guys, get your tickets at heatherontour.com. I will be back on the road this weekend. I'm going to Fort Worth, Texas, then Memphis, Tennessee. Tickets are probably almost sold out for sure in Memphis. But Fort Worth, I think we have a couple left. And then I'm coming to Red Bank, New Jersey. I'm hitting Pittsburgh. I'm coming to Vancouver, Canada, Seattle, Portland, like eight shows in Dallas. And I'm hitting, of course, Radio City. And it's going to be insane. So thanks for letting me have a moment in the city, the city that never sleeps, the city that gave me HPV. I love you. I mean it. I'll see you guys next week back on the voicemails. As always, you can call in 800-213-7503. Thanks to Madison Square Garden. Go Rangers. And hey, arrivederci. Ciao, buddy. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.